0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane. I hope you haven't forgotten about me. And here, as always, the hero of front office features the last month or so, uh, Chris Valente. Chris, hello again. Uh, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I heard the owl story. Uh, you are a hero for the owl story. I am uh, the owl
1: whisperer. Uh, I am. Is the owl still there? No, the family has moved on. That's why the rabbits are running rampant again. There's a lot less dead rabbits around town. <laughs> the, owls well, are, the owls. Is that are, a good thing or a bad thing? I don't. There's a lot of. I don't know. My. I have a ton of rabbits in my neighborhood, so I'm not quite sure. About I have the a population. I have a rabbit story for you. A of rabbit cor- story. Of, of course, I have a rabbit story. Of co- you always have a story. I, this is what I've missed. I've needed my <laughs> partner. So You've just been talking to yourself. It's. Been, like, first of all, I, I will tell you. I don't. I am completely in awe of people who do that regularly. Their own yeah, like the shows. radio
0: broadcasters who just talk to themselves for four hours a day. Like I know, Colin Cowherd just talks to himself. Well, you know he's got he, he's even he even has some uh,
1: people on the show now. Like uh, yeah, I guess
0: they have more interviews during the day
1: too. Well, I Jason think. Whitlock I think is on that show, and the, I forget the woman's name that's on. But yeah, at least you have a. But also, like radio hosts have a producer to talk to, like back Yeah, no issue. one to talk to. I was literally in my basement, just like talking to a microphone, thinking like. If someone saw you just doing this and having a conversation with yourself, you'd be like, you're insane. You just talked out loud for 45 minutes to nobody. (laughs) What's wrong with you? So I am over the moon ecstatic to have
0: you back. It's good to be be back. So anyway, rabbit story. So uh, we live in Omaha, Nebraska in a duplex. Okay. And we have a little backyard. And I think Amy and I come back from like a vacation. So the dogs weren't there and they were at the kennel or whatever. And we come back, let the dogs out, and they're running around the whole thing. And then I hear this terrifying scream. <laughs> High-pitched horribleness. You get back, apparently, um, for the time that we were on vacation or whatever, uh, come back, uh, a mommy rabbit had baby rabbits, and they were everywhere. And they're little. like They're like two inches long. And my dog was taking the rabbits with its mouth and throwing them up in the air and down and then going to chase the little baby rabbit again and then taking its mouth and throwing it up in the air, and they thought they were little toys, and these rabbits are screaming back and forth as my dog is tossing them like the squeak toys that they thought they were. This is what we've missed. This is what we've missed. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean...
1: Again, how do I respond to a rabbit? Story? I have a rabbit story for you. First and <laughs> like, who has rabbit stories? I have I guess, a rabbit story. Like, apparently, and I, I have owl stories. So, um,
0: but yeah. So I, so I took the baby rabbits with like a shovel
1: and saved them. And I don't know, know if ahead. I saved
0: them or killed them. But I shoveled, and then there was like woods behind my like uh, where the fence. No, you killed there? them. Coyotes got them. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they're they're dead. But anyway, they weren't in the yard, and they weren't going to be killed by a golden retriever. Hero. Not all heroes wear capes. I don't know if I was a hero or somebody did. Anyway, but the dogs were playing. The one dog, Molly, uh, throwing them up in the air, ah, screaming. But anyway, it's uh, it's good to be back. Um, over the last, i missed three of these, right? Uh, I the think. last three weeks, it has been insanity. Insane. I've been telling you it's been really busy uh, for a long time, but it's been, it was overwhelmingly busy the last three weeks. So I think I assume that you want this pod. We want this podcast just to talk like what is opening a new ballpark like. How does uh, that work?
1: Yeah, no, that is definitely. I've been teasing that we're gonna actually pay that tease off. I've been teasing that for a week. I'm like, oh, Rob's coming back next week. Rob's coming uh, back the week after that. Rob's coming back. One and we're day. recording on
0: a new day. Monday. is Monday night.
1: We are recording a new day because Because it's of the off night. It's <laughs> the off night of your schedule for the summer. Yeah. So, yes. No, I think the only thing we need to talk about or care about is how the hell you got to opening day, which we, I gave everyone the kind of the background of, of the Woosocks to get to pretty flawless, quite frankly. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, I, I blacked out what happened. I'm sure. I'm sure. But it was for... Opening day in a pandemic with a new stadium, a new city—it was flawless. But uh, other than other than Bob Cousy,
0: but, uh, let, so let's let's let let's talk. So three weeks ago, I missed a, a, an episode. I asked you. This is where uh, Brian came in. Thank you, Brian, very much for filling in. And I asked you to fill in like I don't know with like an hour's notice. And uh, yep, because we got word that we were going to 25%. We've had this kind of plan in the background, uh, 25% capacity, and we had to retell our season ticket holders over Zoom, here's how this is going to work. And we basically had a math problem, right? So let's st- walk through this math problem I had with season ticket holders at the time. We have uh, 25% capacity of 9,508, is, uh, which is our capacity at the ballpark, is 2,377. I ha- we have... Uh, about 2,400 season ticket holders, and add another 300, c se- uh, 600 half season ticket holders, right? So you split them half and half ish because yep. they pick a odd plan or an even plan, right? So uh, that's about 2,700 plus. Let's call it 400 in the suites. I got like 3,000 people we need to take care of, plus house seats and all this other stuff, right? Red Sox seats and a million others. I have a math problem. I can't put that into one game. But so we said we've got to fit the people into opening day. They bought season tickets. You only open a new ballpark once. It's you know it's not just opening day, right? Opening day happens at Fenway for the last 125 years. Yep. But it's opening day of the first time ever. You got to get all your season tickets. Big all, damn you deal. You got to get them in, right? Like you got to get them in. So you got to seat everybody six feet apart, and you can't seat every row, and it was a insanity so what I did for myself our ticket sales director and our ticket operations director I oversee all revenue right so tickets is just a piece of it but no matter what we sat in a suite we called it the war room for it was like 58 straight hours right obviously with going home <laughs> and what we did was we said we took a name and said, "Okay, where are they? Sit- where are they sitting? And where, where are they going? Where they? Where are their original seats? And where are they going to sit?" And we sat everybody. We gave everybody two tickets to opening day. Okay, so now three thousand people. I kind of shrunk down, and you know, it's ish, right? I got them all in. Half season ticket loads, I got them all in, right? And then if it was like, oh, if it rains out, we'll do the 11th opening day and the 12th the same," and then. Going forward, we'll give everybody their allotted amount of tickets for every other game, right? So that it's at least there because you're only twenty five percent, right? I have the math problem that I just explained. Yep. So that process, which was not a easy nor simple process, took like fifty eight hours. What we had to explain to two thousand season ticket holders over a Zoom, right? How'd that go? Ah, uh, fine. I don't mean great, as in there was a lot of questions. Well, why can't you just get me it? Because um, it doesn't work that way, and it's very difficult to explain. I have tickets on first base side. Why aren't I in third base side? I have. Uh, I'm sitting. I don't have tickets. I'm in general admission. Yikes! Right? It was. There were some yikes. There was some great. It was somewhere in between. Right? Life is all about gray. It was never. It wasn't black. It wasn't white. It was gray. Um, but my goal. And I think, which ended up being the, you know, which was what I communicated to our ownership group, we've got to get them in. You have all these, are you going to leave out? Tell me who you're going to leave out. You've got this laundry list. So who are you going to leave out? Heim Blum. That guy. Heimblum. What? <laughs> right. Heim was there. Yep. Um, anyway, so we did that. That's what happened the next Wednesday. The following week was inundated with just things that have to happen. Here's something that happened. Here's something that happens, right? I might talk this entire podcast, by the way. hey! By the um, way,
1: I told you today, go for it. I owe you. I'm, I'm, I, for I today, owe you. I've got three weeks' worth of
0: that out of my stress. You go ahead. I'll sit the back and The next thing relax. that happened. Here's, here's something that happens, like, with a week before to go. Again, uh, call, email, or whatever. Uh, Hi, Rob. Uh, here are the list of signs that aren't, uh, sponsor signs that aren't going to be installed by opening day. Thanks, sign vendor. Dear sign vendor, this isn't going to work. We need to jump on a call, right? And we had some great people who helped get this through, but like there was a laundry list of signs that weren't going to be ready to go. And we had to argue and push and argue and push and push and argue and argue and push. What was their reasoning? Too much. They had too much to do and not enough time. Well, welcome to Rob's world. <laughs> right. There should be 30 hours in a, in a day. So I just don't. All right. There's a different way to do this. They were right. They brought up a point. Fine. Okay, now what? That can't be the answer. Now what? All right. So then what we did was say, okay, you print the signs. I'm going to get somebody to install them. And rather than having them same do the same thing, right? Because then we took, you know, say, four installers to 20 installers. And at the end of the day, they're literally, on opening day, we open at, the gates open at noon. They're still putting stuff up. They're still putting stuff up, but they got it all in. So because you, you painted the Shaw sign that day, right? Yeah, when uh, the uh, on the bullpens there's Shaw signs, and it's a big vinyl sticker, and it was installed at like 11 in the morning, and we opened up the gates an hour later, and you're freaking out. I'm yeah. freaking out. So they said it'll be ready. All right, but the key about freaking out when you're in a leadership role internally freak out. Internally freak out. I yep. try to do that. I am potentially the worst poker player of all time, because I might not say anything, but man, my face tells everything. You gotta be I, like a duck. You, oh, I, yeah, you're very yeah. You're, you're I am, I'm expression. a terrible poker player. You're, so you got to be like a duck, right? Yeah. Below the surface.
1: Terrible. Below the surface. Go mile, million miles an hour above the
0: surface. Calm as can be. That's right. Um, one time, I, I for a le- life lesson, I bought one of uh, the people who used to work for me. Uh, a duck a stuffed duck to uh, put on her desk so that she uh, learned that lesson. So was she again, like, what the hell are you giving me a duck for? Exactly. Psycho exactly. <laughs> right. Stuffed duck. Um anyway. Uh, and she's still is she now on to bigger and better things? Still is that stuffed duck? Was on it her a desk. stuffed animal or like a dead real stuffed duck? <laughs> no, like a like a kid's stuffed animal, not like uh oh, not, like not like I murdered a duck and then had it stuffed. <laughs> hey you lived in Alabama at one point, Duck I Dynasty did. Uh, what a mess. Um, okay, so th- then during that time, like two weeks ago, my schedule was this. I would I set my alarm for 530 in the morning. I would get up groggy, get up out of here, out of bed by six. I would go down in my basement, and I would catch up on I would do emails from six to call it seven seven fifteen, try to get a little workout in from seven fifteen to seven forty five, go upstairs, shower, get the kids ready, off to daycare, up to the ballpark at the ballpark by nine thirty. Uh work all day there, whatever. Back home, call it by five thirty or six. Try to get home for dinner and bedtime and stuff. So five thirty to call it eight eight thirty. And then I would do emails till 1130 or midnight and then do it all over again, right? Because there's just this not enough time. Three, three weeks? This, this is probably two weeks leading into opening day. And you're just dealing with like that kind of stuff. And then there was contracts coming in, and which I still have like a boatload to catch up on. Um, there's things that just aren't going the right way. There's people who are upset about their tickets that you've got to fix. There's... Uh, press releases. There's all this kind of stuff that you got to get going, right? So, there's just a million of those types of things. Okay. Then the week of opening day was, and then throw Mother's Day into that, right? So Mother's Day was the Sunday. Oh, don't and then on that. yeah, don't forget sat- that the Saturday before opening day, we had like a test run, right? So you had to prepare for the test run. Uh, we had played a college game, prepared for the test run, did the test run on Saturday. Test run was super helpful, right? Like things that don't work and everything that was wrong, though there's only a few hundred people in it, you just had to get the building going. Then Sunday was Mother's Day. I spent Mother's Day with my family, but like there was also an hour and a half phone call while we're having a picnic. In uh, down on the there's a little farm down the street. A picnic at the at the farm on a little pond. While I'm talking to our president and our general manager and um, other uh, there's somebody else on the phone, and about stuff for opening day. Monday I show up. Same kind of thing. Uh, I don't leave the park till about twelve thirty in the morning. Get a hotel because we're like, all right, so what am I doing Monday before opening day? We are moving tables and chairs to make sure that we have enough seats for everybody on opening day. We are labeling tables and chairs with that are normally general admission that are now fixed seats with, like, this is seat number one. This is table number one. Is this in the seating manifest? Do we have this right? And, like, literally going through this stuff one thing at a time, moving hundreds of tables, right, hundreds of tables. Uh, and getting them all set up. I, um, you know, uh, exhausted, but luckily I got a hotel room up there. Turn back around, alarms goes off, at uh, get back into the hotel, z- zoom out for a little bit, probably asleep 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Set the alarm for 5.15, shower up, back of the ballpark at 6, getting ready, Opening day meeting is at seven a.m. The signage installers are there at six, trying to get everything ready. We have to move more tables because we had some issues with furniture. Then uh, game day meeting at seven. Gates opened at noon for a three o'clock start. They're still painting signs. The painters are still painting signs in the uh, there's a uh, up on the suite level, um, and. Uh, we uh, so then we got everything ready, and then it was like, "All right, we're red It's gates game time. Let's go." The hard part too is like none of us, though, experienced baseball executives. I guess haven't worked a game in a year and a half. Right? Like, was, someone did the math. It was like six hundred and twenty some days, right? You're rusty. every opening day. You're rusty, right? Like you just. And a, and a place that you've never really worked in, all this stuff. Like, you just don't really know what the hell's going on. Um, so opening day uh, is, I would say, opening day of any baseball uh, any baseball season. And I, I probably not. I only worked in baseball, so I'm not sure I can make the comparison to other sports. But, like, opening night is, like, this fanfare. You know, it's all this fluff. I call it a baseball season is a reverse cake. You start with the frosting, and which is all opening day, and then you start building the cake of like actually what goes on each 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 day. So, um, you know, we had a big event that you were at that I spent thirty seconds with you, probably. Yes, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Hey, good to um, see you. Good luck. See you later. Big golf eh? <laughs> big golf, huh? Well, see you later. Um, we had a good you know kind of VIP event. Um, and we got going, and then uh, the Celtics legend, uh, but uh, I'll say this, the, um, the pregame ceremonies, which is the uh, our president, Dr. Charles Steinberg, um, is the best at. I don't know how to explain it, he just is the best at. Thinks of every detail, thinks of everything through, uh, is the best at opening day ceremonies. And if you like uh, Dr. Charles Steinberg is one of our interviews. You can go listen to uh, Charles. Way it's back like episode ago. like five or something like that. No, it's later than that. Is it? I think uh, something like that. Somewhere Probably in the thirties. It was early. It was early. It was early. Anyway, uh, so Charles um, did a wonderful job. James Taylor sang, sang the anthem. Uh, they had nice touches from. Uh, there was firefighters lost tragically. Um, over in the past year or so, they had nice, uh, when they were able to pay uh, homage to them, uh, there was nice, uh, they, there were some very nice community things. And then, you know, James Taylor sang the anthem. Pedro Martinez is there. Um, they had the governor and the lieutenant governor and, like, every big political person that they could think of. Um, you know, they had big banners that go over our Worcester Wall, right, uh, just like they did, did at, uh, at, at Fenway. Uh, they had helicopter flyovers and, like, all of this very integrated, orchestrated stuff, right? Um, you know, Charles lives for this stuff. This is what he is known for. This is what he is best at. Uh, he, and he did a great job. He really did. He did a, he an A-plus a job. Um, so the game starts. We're about to say play ball. I'm walking from the – where am I walking from? I am walking from the VIP event, which is in left field. Around home plate uh, to go to right field, and I say, all right, Kuzi's up. Uh, time to play ball. And what Bob Kuzi was supposed to say, it was like the pre- the PA announcer was supposed to go, and now to say play ball, Celtics legend Bob Kuzi, and your Bob Kuzi was supposed to take Mike and say he's 92. Yep, and supposed to say play ball. He didn't do that. He went on like a four-minute rant about. He took the mic and, like, was doing a stand-up act. He's like, Hi, I don't know if anybody in the stands knows who I am anymore. And yeah, was like, you had Social Security
1: for the last 20 years, you now know who I am. Like it's, yeah, it's right. it crazy.
0: And I was like, what? What?" And you can't do anything, right? Bob Cousy's out there. What are you going to do? He's at the mic. You can't, like, you can't you know, grab, grab the home. hook and yank him off, right? No. Like, Legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. So it's like. What, what what is Koozie doing? Right, so the pitcher is the uh, Woo pitcher is like standing up, just like uh, what is the old guy doing, right? And, and like, wh- not knowing what the hell to do, and um, uh, you know, it was like four minutes. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I like I I talked. About... I do not know what he talked about. I remember texting. I texted uh, like our GM and uh, another guy in our staff was like, "What the hell is Cousy doing?
1: doing?" It was. I talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. I was getting Ajita for the game operation, folks, because I know that they're losing their mind because game's supposed to start at this time, first pitch. Umps are like, uh... What do we do? What do we do here? Just kind of... We just got to wait to... I didn't know when he was going to stop because there was... To your point, I can't remember exactly what he was talking about. No
0: idea. Because he just kept changing I remember the Social Security joke... Uh, I Larry saying, asked him to
1: throw out the first pitch and he goes, oh I'm gonna roll it what you, what you, I'm 92 Larry like what are you
0: thinking here? I was on to other things I think by then. I, I don't know it was just it was it was crazy but the um, the crowd loved it crowd, crowd, crowd loved it crowd loved, crowd loved it. it media loved it. Um, one of the things so for the rest of the game, very rarely as you know, does the CEO or presidents of companies come to the games right? yeah very rarely does that opening happen. day opening day playoffs uh, opening the very so they were all there so i spent my entire day sweet hopping right from one to the
1: next to the next, to the oh, next, that's, the next. A, that's exhausting by the way just having to like be on 24 7 for a game and talk to that many different people about that much different stuff were you just like i can't talk to you and i'm just i it's just you have nothing no, to say
0: i'm on because uh, you well, were you just happy to be around people I was happy to work a game. Does
1: yeah. that sound weird?
0: Like I was no, happy to no. work well, an event. What, that's what you do. That's your life. That's, that's your business, right? So I, I, I was happy to work an event. It was felt good that people were around. Um, it felt good that it just felt good, right? And uh, one of the cool things that we were able to do, but uh, so on, so in Omaha and in Scranton, what we did. That, always, that that killed on opening days was we took a picture of the first pitch, okay? By the time the first pitch was thrown till about the seventh inning, they were printing pictures of that and turned them back, got them to our doorway, and we were handing out pictures of the first pitch on exit. And Charles did it great. Like him and the marketing team did wonderful. It was like a, something that opened and had all kinds of But like the main star was the picture of the first pitch. And people, when they're getting that, were like, how the hell did you do this? Yeah, that's cool. And It was it was really cool. So we did that in Omaha. We did that in Scranton. Um, I stole the idea from Lehigh Valley. Uh, they did it at like an all-star game or something. I was like, that's cool, and I'm going to steal that. And I didn't realize I would steal it three times. Yeah, no, But seriously. I stole it three times. The Iron Um, Pigs. The Iron Pigs. Yeah, great name. Um, And uh, so they, uh, so we got through opening day on a couple hours of sleep um, and, uh, and, and made it home. Then we're like, it's the end of the game. We're all having kind of a celebratory drink and, uh, then it was like, all right, well, game day meeting for game two is at 11 a.m. tomorrow, so see ya. <laughs> right? And then it was like, oh, like, we've got the rest of a season to go now. Reality is It was like this. S- climb to Everest. And then it's like, now we've got, like, regular games. And I'll say this. As an operator, I can't tell you how much I enjoy game two more than game one. Oh, I've my all, God. I've said that yeah. for Oh, yeah,
1: because, like. Everything game
0: one stinks from an operator standpoint. Oh, because like,
1: it's it there's is so much going on. There's you, so
0: much going on. There's so you're the riders packed that day. with
1: promotions. You're getting hand like you're gonna print pictures and hand them out in the seventh inning. Like it's crazy. Opening day is a is a bear. It wears you down. It,
0: uh, opening day, and then it's like, all right, game two, and then it's like. Yeah, we got to go do this again, right? And uh, well,
1: well, and tradition. I mean, well, here, this isn't your issue with three ballparks, but traditionally, with most established teams, game two is not typically as well as attended as opening day, right? It's like, no, no, of course not.
0: And so people uh, are like, oh, I
1: went to opening day, I'll see you in a couple months. Like, I'll see you
0: in June, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: So, but you, but being that it's a new ballpark and you have every ticket sold, you, every day well, you have Yeah, to
0: be uh, 25%, it wasn't uh, holding people back, right? Um, so then it was like game two, here we go. Right. And then it was, you know, pretty uneventful. Um, uh, but I will say this game two. So I carry around, we have a, like a little, we have a two page sheet, one that has like all the information about who's in what suite, who's in the party areas, who's throwing yep. out the first pitch and who's singing the anthem and all this good stuff. Right. Like a writer almost. And the, yeah. And then on the other side, it says, all right. Here's what time gates open. Here's what time we're singing the anthem. Here's what all the promotions that we're doing between innings. Right. So it's a kind of a, you know, double sided. It's sheet. a playbook. Yeah. So I fold that up and forever, I put my little. I'm a pen snob. Did I tell you, I'm a pen snob. You have told me your pen. I'm stop. a Pilot G207 pen snob. That's very specific. Yes. It's very. <laughs> specific. It's and, and blue. A blue Pilot G207. That's just what you should use if you're functioning human being um anyway so i fold this paper and i always have it uh with me day two is when i start writing down notes yep. oh we need to improve uh this there's uh the t-shirt you know, cannon the overfiring. t-shirt can that that's fixed now right the t-shirt cannon wasn't firing we need to get t-shirts to ushers in the worcester wall um you know we need to move a magnetometer over we need to uh you know, um, change a million different things right the there's not enough beer taps in you know this particular stand are we sure that we're right about you know uh, you know uh am i sure are we right about uh garbage can placements right general admission furniture we need to figure out like that's not fixed And, and like this is where you start writing down notes this is where you start improving um and um so that's what game two started. Game two, you know, that's Wednesday and Thursday. Friday was the first F up. Big one. It was the big one. First big what, F up. What was the F up? Friday's fireworks. Great fireworks. Okay.
1: Biggest day in minor league baseball every year.
0: Always. Every year. We do fire we do fireworks every Friday night. Fireworks. New way to do fireworks this year. They've got to be kind of, since we're in an urban setting, you have to pull the fireworks out on a trailer, set them out in the outfield, and they make special fireworks, you know, for that. Shoot them off and go. First time ever doing that in Pawtucket. They were, like, in a parking lot way in the outfield. It was no problem. This takes, they tell us, 15 to 20 minutes after the game to shoot fireworks. Okay, not the end of the world. We can kill 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. Right? Took him forty-five minutes to oh. shoot the fireworks.
1: So what time? Of the, what time of night would these things go off?
0: Like eleven, and there's people who live in the city. And yeah, that's yeah eleven, like way 10, too,
1: That's way too late. Way too late.
0: And I and people are pissed. I I pride myself on not losing my temper. <laughs> I lost it on the fireworks guy, man. I lost. I lost it on. What the was taking so guy. long? They weren't prepared, as in like they need. They didn't test. They needed to test. They didn't have the game plan on how they were going to pull the trailer out, right? They didn't have the timing down. So
1: they didn't do a dress rehearsal like you guys did.
0: And so was he fired? Uh, no, he's a good guy. I but I lost it on him, and I have to apologize when I see him this coming Friday because I lost it on him. Because you guys are getting the, – the fireworks guy's not getting the brunt here. The, you, oh, you and then
1: the, – You and the staff from the fans are getting – And then it's our first one,
0: and it's like one of our biggest partners is the fireworks partner, and we screwed up, like, logos and uh, the between the end of the game and fireworks from an activation standpoint. And, like, I've got that guy, you know, disappointed in what he's doing, and then it's taking 45 minutes, so all I'm standing next to him as I was, you know, just kind of eating as I'm just, like – Fuming on the inside, I watched the fireworks with I watch the fireworks with a partner, and I will say. Once they were shot, the fireworks were a ten. Oh, they were but amazing. Forty, they were awesome. Uh, but forty-five minutes to get them going—that's too long. Lou lost my mind. So, so he then,
1: fix that next Friday.
0: Uh, better process uh, improvement. Always process improvement. So then, when you shoot these fireworks from the field, all the fireworks debris. On the field. Yeah. I wear like a sport coat and a button down for games. I took my sport coat off after the fireworks. I grabbed a backpack blower. And after the game for 40 minutes, I'm backpack blowing um, fireworks crap off of the field with 20 of my other colleagues. And uh, I'm so... How many backpacks do you guys have? No, there was only... As the... uh, uh, senior man that down there. I took a backpack. Other people could pick him up by hand. Um <laughs> and uh so I backpack blow this thing and uh I leave the park. I get no, I don't know what time I left the park. But anyway, probably twelve forty five. Uh I'm home at one fifteen uh to turn around and get back for a ten thirty AM game day meeting uh, uh for our Saturday afternoon game. And uh, I was pissed. I was exhausted. So you probably exhausted. even fall asleep. You were,
1: yeah, you were probably like the wired
0: because you're probably Well, wired. the thing is I have like a half hour, a 35, 40-minute commute. I was able to wind down a little bit, and I'm just like tired, right? Because yeah. think about it. I just mentally, told you about the mentally, schedule yeah, before, right? Spent. Like mentally spent. I just don't have the capacity, um, and I, that's probably why I lost it on – the fireworks guy. Yeah, you were you were, you I just, were at your uh, edge already.
1: And, uh, they now, get do you up. wish you guys had pushed the first fireworks, maybe not the same week as your first
0: ever game? N- uh, no, because in the contract of the f- agreement, we have to do 12 fireworks shows, and it equates to 12 if I start on May the 12th. Got it. Or May the 14th or whatever. So uh, I had to do 12, um, and so we had to do 12, right? I don't We've Met we're your, gonna quarter. Quarter. Gotta gotta your quarter. Got to meet your quarter. got to the quarter. Anywho. Um, so that's the And then Saturday. Uh, Saturday was gorgeous. The weather, knock on wood, it was great. The, I guess I don't have to knock on wood. I was talking about the past. The weather was great the whole first week. Saturday was awesome. Uh, Sunday was really good. Um, Sunday was probably was the best one. And then people were like, oh, so you have an off day on Monday. No. I mean, I was... At the ballpark. I was at the ballpark on today uh, as we, you know, had to do some stuff um, because two things that we had major was to happen today was today they announced in Massachusetts that we can go to 100% capacity. Let's go. Holy God. Right? It was like, we are
1: back. Right? So
0: May 29th, 29th, we can go full capacity, which is fantastic. Yeah. so we were dealing with that because they were announcing that as like in the morning, and we had a press conference today uh, that we're going to be playing football, uh, Holy Cross, which Holy is Cross. Uh, I saw in, that, uh, which is a big university in in Worcester, uh, is going to be playing against Colgate. So we're playing football in October. Chris uh, LaCamera will be there. Chris LaCamera, senior vice president of the uh, of FSM. Al- alma mater of Holy Cross, alma mater of all- Holy Cross, great guy. We played golf probably two or three weeks ago um my and, boss uh, your boss <laughs> my boss uh, my, one of, my one of 12 but he's one well, great guy yeah um anyway um so we did that today and then so we like i watched the governor announce it with larry lucino in his suite and then we were like we kind of had an idea that something like this was coming then it was like all right what are we gonna do and that was kind of a cool transition Right. Like that's it. Now it's a
1: really cool day, man. I will say this. It's it's surreal that there's going to be 100 percent capacity in Fenway Park in two weeks. And it doesn't feel that long ago where we were playing with empty stadiums, which because it wasn't that long ago. And we were talking about when is this thing ever going to end? And now we are today at 100 percent capacity at the end of May. I mean, it's it's over a year of this craziness, but we've made it. And it's pretty cool. It's cool. It's like you feel like it's over. It's we're reaching the end. Life is definitely going back to normal, at least up here in the northeast because we're smart enough to get our
0: shots. Yes, get vaccinated. Yes, you're va Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Don't make Rob angry. He'll lose his temper. yeah. Frickin' and yeah. No, me crazy. we're get we're
1: uh, the life life of sports, life of entertainment. We have like seven concerts announced in August. That's cool. Yeah, none
0: of them. None of them are Pearl Jam, though, right?
1: Not yet. No, um, no not yet.
0: He's got to go on tour. He's got to. He got to. So anyway, um, so then we have another six-game homestand starting tomorrow. I know you. You. We started out with twelve games in thirteen days. Um, so we've got like you know work to do. So it's like uh, on to the next thing, right? It's like uh, you just keep on. Keep on keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, man. Keep on keeping on. It's uh How's the so staff? I, How's the staff doing? Tired. I told most of them I was like, If you don't have to be here today, work from home, you know, do what you the minimum required to do today and chill. I'll say this the first thing I did today, I drove up to Worcester and I found a driving range and I went to the driving range. Uh and hit golf balls for an hour. Good stress relief. I, I just needed to I needed to do something, right? Because I was telling my wife this, uh, you know, for like two weeks, I ate, I ate like crap, I slept like crap, I haven't worked out, right? So because you're just, there's not enough time in the day to do all that stuff, right? So I remember what time, so Jack Fiducci, our uh, VP of corporate partnerships, um, comes up to me, it was like three o'clock, he's like, hey, what'd you, uh, what'd you end up doing for lunch? I said, I ate a bag of Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, and then it's just like, so, um, I don't know. It was, it's, uh, I recommend everybody do this once in their life. You're three times. You've taken years off your life. Uh, that's true. So, anyway, um, but it's great. I mean, it, it, it's. Um, well, congratulations. It's cool. One of the cool things that I Congratulations. Thank you very much. I. Um, I got a picture. One of the things, so I. As I went through these things a handful of times, Omaha. I missed the first pitch. I'm busy working. Scranton. I didn't miss the first pitch. I don't. I, uh. I didn't miss the first pitch here. I look back on my Scranton and Omaha times. I didn't take any pictures. I'm a horrible person to take pictures. Right. This time I was like, all right. I'm getting some pictures with the staff. And uh, I got pictures with our, our staff. I got picture. I got a picture with Janet Marie and Larry Lucino. Right, they did, they did the thing. Right, like I wanted memories. To, I wanted some. Like I, we worked our ass off to get this park up and running. Right, who knows what happens in the future. But no matter what, it's yours. I, you did it. We got this it. thing off the ground. Right, it's. We got signed a thirty-five year lease. We got a long way to go. (laughs) Um, So Um,
1: we we hopefully retired by then. Or you'll
0: be an usher by then.
1: You'll be be once I
0: retire. I'm 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 done. Done done. Got it. Uh, Anyway, uh, unless they want to pay me a boatload of money to not do a lot and ambassador. You could be a fan ambassador. (laughs) Sure. Um, Anyway, the so it was hiring. and it was—I uh, think—rewarding. Um, I, I say I think rewarding because, like, it's not like it's the—I like, don't know—it doesn't feel like it's over. Like, it doesn't feel like it's over. Like, yeah, I'm six There's games a long in. It's open. You have a long it's way to open, go. Long and way I, go. And I stink at this. I don't know if this is just the way that I'm wired, or if this is just the way sports executives are wired. Um, I see everything that's wrong with it. And that's probably not a good way to live, but I do that. I see that's everything job, that's wrong with it. Right. Uh, and trying to improve it, right? Totally. And Consistently... so the things that go right, the things that go right, like I don't care. Yeah, good. What's wrong? Because they're supposed to go right. Yeah, they're supposed to go right. So I, I, uh, what's wrong? And uh,
1: I mean, that's how I watched every – when I was doing what you were doing, that's how I watched every game was just watching – the timing on the promotions, the timing on the ice. Yeah, what's the matter? Was, was the music too loud? Was the announcer saying the wrong things? Was the video board noise meter after noise meter? How can we improve the game day experience? Like that's because that's what we sell. We're not selling. You're not. You have nothing to do with the, the play on the field. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. They stink. You had nothing to do with that. Nothing. What you can control is the experience the fan has, and that's what your job is to make sure that they have a great one over and over and over again. So you're only consistently watching to make sure everything is done right. When it's done right, you just like check a box, move on. When it's done wrong, you have to improve it. Like that's if you don't, if no one says anything, you don't fix anything. I will say our team was uh,
0: playing pretty good. Yeah, we're gonna steal Jaron Duran from you pretty soon, so don't 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 worry about that. He was he's made a uh, I was so I, out in the outfield. If you go and you you know this visually, but others, if you go Google Polar Park, there's a Country Bank sign that sits atop the Worcester Wall. Like, underneath that country bank sign is a hot dog stand. A little hot dog. Coney Coney Island. Island, Coney Island Hot Dogs. And I was talking to the owner of Coney Island Hot Dogs who was at the hot dog stand. And uh, I hear, heads up! And I was like, what? And Jared Durant hit one over that country bank sign, over the building behind it. Who knows where it is? It was a bomb. And then like, the other day, he makes, like, some great diving catch in the outfield. Play plays don't, outfield. don't get used to him. Yeah. <laughs> Kiki Hernandez hit the first uh, Grand, Grand Slam, Slam I saw yesterday. That. Yeah. Uh, that was a I'm bomb. Following the I'm following the Moose I'm Hey, it, I'm all in. I'm, I'm game
1: one. Game one, baby. I was there game one. You were there game one. I was the first, there the, too, first inning I little, the first inning went a little rough for the pitcher. He was getting smacked around. Ever. The first out was a... Throw, well, the, a, they had to
0: wait 17 minutes for Bob Cousy. That's what I was like. This guy probably got thrown.
1: <laughs> the first out was a play at third base. The guy hit a double, got thrown out of third, going trying to touch in a triple. Next couple guys roped him into the gap for doubles. The, the second out, I think the, the second baseman almost got killed by a line drive. It was hit so hard. Yeah, then he yeah. took a ball off the, the arm, and it was an injury timeout. You have watched... In one inning, more than I have watched. Oh, I know. Yeah, six I, games. I, I get it. Like you, you just when you're working, you're not. You
0: don't get to watch. Ten percent of the home season's over. That's a good way to look at it. Ninety percent gone. That's kind of scary too. It's like, oh, we got some stuff to fix. We only got, you know. But I think I mean you're gonna have 100 percent capacity in two weeks. That's gonna be cool though. First time the ballpark's packed. Well, we still have the outfield. It's going to still be like a tiered thing because the outfield's not done, right? It still needs a lot of work, so they got to do it. Oh, you mean like the berm and stuff? Yeah. So that so we won't sell full capacity because we don't have the space any, the space to put them. Got it. It's a tight side anyway, so uh, they've got some they got some work to do. Who's they? Construction company. They got some work to do. Yeah. They got, well, some, work, they it got was, some work. to do.
1: It was extremely impressive for what you and the staff pulled off in a pandemic, working remotely. You don't even have offices. For we do not day. have offices. And to have a whole new, like I said, game operation, game day staff, sponsors, season ticket holders. I mean, it was it was electric in that building. It was loud. It was. We had two thousand three
0: hundred and seventy. Yeah, bullshit. People. Well, I'll say <laughs> that. I'll
1: say that. <laughs> That's... Good, you guys can't count. <laughs> You're Matthew, your, 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 but the governor was there. So and then two weeks later, we're going 100. So no one said anything. Um, but the look, I was walking around with our COO of the Red Sox, our CMO of the Red Sox, John Galula and Adam Grossman. We were up in the DCU Club, and I kid you not, they go, "Holy shit,
0: this place is ridiculous!" Like <laughs> the DCU Club is really the, nice. You have a grand piano. Oh, you should ask Jack. He had to work a trade f- so that Dr. Charles could play the grand piano uh, post game. Just for one? Oh, it's, it's not there permanently. I, I, I—that's a deal I stayed out of. Yeah, I, I, we we <laughs> I were walking around. I do to do with that deal. I,
1: like the club space and the suite area is—they're really nice. So we. This is how I would describe Polar Park. It's a quadruple A ballpark. Yeah, it's it's not a minor league ballpark in any stretch of the imagination. It is in the size and the intimacy. No, that yeah, but I'm saying the amenities. Oh no, no, that's, it's uh... it's it's not quite the new major league ballpark. Obviously, it's better well, than Fenway from a amenity standpoint. Like it's not it's not even close. Like your amenities are better than ours. But from a brand new ballpark, it's a quadruple A ballpark. Like, you don't find those type of like the, even the open concourse with the bars and the Coors Light bar back there, like. Look, of course, light bar is nice. The and then the the the, the
0: uh, craft corner, at craft, So there's an area in the uh, place that's right in the right field line is the craft corner. It is basically, uh, it, it's a craft beer corner. So they got all kinds of unique beers over there, and it is jammed. That's the place to go. That is it's that GA, right field.
1: That right field section between the Worcester Wall and the craft corner is going to be an absolute, mob house.
0: So I was season. thinking about this today. Not today. I think I may have... Uh, think about this one uh, here. From where the seating bowl ends, there's like the bullpen, yeah. the deck, and then like the craft corner in the on top of the Worcester Wall in right field. I'm not sure anything from a design place I would change. I think it is nearly perfect. Like anything that you look at, you would say, oh, I would change this, I would change that, I would change this, I would change that. Um... You know, uh, but I think, in my opinion, you can argue that the bullpen's in the wrong spot because it took up a lot of seats. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Right. So you can argue that. Okay. But if that's where it's got to go, the other argument would be but you don't okay, need then, more. You don't need more seats, do you? Uh, um. I mean, not, not right, right now, now long but term, maybe in long like term. five years, probably. Yeah. Uh. So anyway. Okay. Fine. Argument there, but it created a really cool group space above it. All right, argue, I, I, fine. But like the craft corner, the views from there, um, the only thing that that thing needs is a walk-in cooler because we go through so much beer, it just takes a long time that if a keg runs out to get out there, um, that's what we need. So you want to talk about things that you think about operationally, right? I'm talking about new walk-in coolers. Um, then you go on top of the Worcester Wall. So one of the things I do with the Worcester Wall, uh, we have some seats that we've held that are on the front row of the Worcester Wall. So I'll go to some of our sweet clients some of our corporate partners some of our season ticket holders and be like hey take these Worcester wall and they Worcester wall tickets and they'll go out there and they'll taking pictures they're like it's like sitting in front row of the green monster right yep. but instead of 37 feet high or 25 feet high who cares it's still great um and there's you know multiple bars behind there and all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff so um I don't know man
1: it uh, I have a behind the scenes question for you because this came up when I was with my Red Sox brother, and when we were at the opening day, did we not push to have the Green Monster replicated in left field from a player
0: development standpoint? You did not. No. They. Um, That's interesting uh, to me because you
1: think like they'd want the same dimensions because to learn yeah, like, how to play the like wall. Think like
0: Jet Blue, right? You think that you would want to do Jet Blue, right? Jet Blue has the uh, nearly the same dimensions, right? Yeah. Um, it didn't work um, because the ballpark's got to face northeast um so the third base line is the north south line and at polar park specifically in right field when you face the ballpark northeast the topography of this just the site there's a big hill in right field yeah so you got to dig into that thing anyway right so you have to have a big retaining wall there you have to if not the world's going to come collapsing down on you so if you were to put another big wall in left field you'd have this like Colosseum feel to it rather than like a nice small intimate ballpark because you have to put a retaining wall in right field so i remember arguing not arguing i remember bringing the same point up early in the design janet marie smith said something to me that was very zen she goes let the earth talk to you let the earth decide what it is going to be she goes, so she goes in there with no pre preconceived conditions when she got in there, she realizes that the way that you need to put this ballpark is northeast because not only that, but like a lot of our parking is out that way. So when people leave, not only do they – because you can flip it to what's what's the particular – southeast or southwest? southwest? Yep. So you can have a southwest-facing ballpark, okay? But she didn't like that because then when people leave the park, they're not going into – the downtown of Worcester, right? So having people spill into the downtown facing it northeast made the most sense. It didn't allow you to put a, a green monster and left, um, so you had to put a Worcester wall in right, um, and you, you know, and that's what she did. She let the earth. You answered my question
1: very specifically and precisely
0: because that's we had that conversation. Why isn't green? It's blue, right? Well, I don't yeah. care. Oh, I don't care about that. I was more about the dimensions
1: cuz like they always say learning how to play the the, the monsters I'll say that there's been a lot of home runs at the beginning. That wind to right field. To that right field. wind yeah, that wind is like almost Yankee Stadium esque That wind is blowing out to right field, blowing big, out to right big field. Big time. If you're you were a, a big
0: if you're a big league team, you would build your hand, uh you would build around just left-handed power hitters. Totally. That thing that wind was like the first the first hit the first ever Woo Sox hit was like a
1: pop up that was a home run. Well into the Worcester wall, yeah. Look like he got like jammed, and it was like gone. I was like, "What the
0: hell?" He got up in the jet stream. See you later. Yeah. So it's um, anyway. It was uh it was a good first week. Good good six. You know, good good six games. Well, from and a... uh, I also want to give. Uh, uh, I called Brian Krentzman, uh, front office feature, uh, 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 from the get go, episode number. You know, from the get go, and uh, I asked him. I said, "I need your help. Come on down and help me." I forgot that he was there and never assigned him anything, so he just watched the game for free, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got so busy, I had no idea. It was like, yeah, we got to get to Krenzman. Krenzman can help. And then I was like... Whoops. Uh, whoops. So, sorry, Brian. I don't think I gave you any instruction, at think.
1: Except he got to watch the first ever game at Ballard Park. Yeah, sure. Um, beyond hearing you and hearing this update and the story, for my own benefit, I think that was an amazing story time with Rob just because it gave such insight into what it's truly like to work in my league sports.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I owe talking for like an hour since you talked to yourself three times. Well, no, you had Specia, right? Specia was good.
1: I did. have, Um, And then you at
0: least had Sam the one time that was very nice. Right. So you can kind of hear somebody on the ground. Um, But if anyone, uh, I, I would actually, I would enjoy this. You listen to this podcast and you come to a game, say hello, right? Come say hello. Um, it's, an easy, to, it's an easy icebreaker. It's uh, come and say yeah, right. Come say hello. I love to talk to him at every game. Speaking of Krencz,
1: he wants to do what Sam did last week.
0: Yeah, sure. Brian's good. Uh, top senior at UMass, by the way.
1: He was. Now he, he realized that means you get to apply like everybody else to jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> ah, nice, Brian.
0: But yeah. Um, well, huge news today. Hundred percent, baby. This is hundred percent. In Massachusetts at least. Man, in Massachusetts. I mean there's Texas is laughing at us, be like, Yeah, welcome to Yeah,
1: well yeah, but guess what? We're we're also kicking ass with are vaccines. You- so
0: Massachusetts is like leading the n- nation in percentage vac vaccines. The only
1: vaccine. one ahead of us is Hawaii right now.
0: Oh god, what a place. I'm going. I know I heard. I know yeah, you told me. I'm going. excited for you.
1: Yeah, the, the uh the only when state are you going? July I leave on a Tuesday so we can record the podcast on a Monday night. That's how much I booked that around, making sure I didn't miss the podcast. I'm sure
0: sure that's (laughs) sure that's case. You ever hear the phrase "You can't bullshit a bullshitter"?
1: Yes. (laughs) If I think my wife would shoot me if I booked our vacation around (laughs) recording the podcast.
0: Uh, No, no, we can't leave.
1: I need to record Monday nights. But no, yeah, no, huge news. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming well, back. Uh,
0: I am, uh, I'm glad to do it. Like I said, this is, I enjoy, we, we enjoy this, right? So I fun.
1: was, I was definitely not looking forward to talking to myself again.
0: For, so Monday for will be our night here for, uh, going forward. We'll see if we change it or not, but we'll, uh, Monday night because minor league baseball is off on Monday nights. Uh, and most big league nights are off on Mondays too, right? So travel day, uh, travel day. So we're off on Mondays, uh, So we'll record on Monday nights, and we'll go from there. Well, buddy, welcome back. Good to have you. It's good to be back. And uh, thanks for holding down the fort. It was fun, and uh, we'll see you later. Later.